0: Good morning. It's Sunday, March the 7th, and I'm Aya Wiemala. Uh Today, you can really feel spring outside. The temperature is a little warmer, and a lot of the snow has melted. Certainly not all of it, but March is too early for us to start gardening or anything that could be affected by a freeze, but it's definitely... It's definitely spring, so uh, it's just another cycle, right? We're going through these cycles, and for me, I'm paying more attention to them and the quality of them, and um, more or less, I'm better at this year taking them as they come, taking them as they are. Maybe that's just because I can't run away from it for a month or so, but... (laughs) I think I'm just learning to, this is how it is, this is it. And winter is very beautiful here. So, um, I'd like to, we'll practice today, but I want to read in Collecting Gold Dust, Collecting Gold Dust, Sayadaw U Tejania. He's the Burmese monk that I've been talking about a lot. We have a book group Tomorrow evening, Monday, it's Central Time, 5:30 to 6:30, so you're welcome to join us. You can get the Zoom link either from someone you know or you can find it on the Blue Lotus Buddhist Temple Facebook page. But we that will be our last week with uh, Pema Chodron's "Welcoming the Unwelcome," which we've really enjoyed, and it's been a lovely conversation with the group. I think I think it's been a good, uh, a really good sangha. So I hope most of the people doing it can continue. But you're always welcome to join if you haven't been. And we're picking a new book tomorrow evening. Hopefully we'll narrow it down. But I was thinking that something by Sayado Utejania would be good. Just one of, on my list, I'm keeping a list right now. So uh, if you're in that group or you want to be, think about a book that you'd be interesting, interested in uh, sharing your thoughts on. So today, what I want to do is read the these are the sections that are still in the day-to-day section of this little book, but they come right after the last ones I read. And uh, I realized looking at them, these are some of my favorite, things that are always issues for us. Memories and planning, awareness at work, and when the mind says it's not fair. And they're very short little sections. Or feeling like being taken advantage of. So let's let's read those together and then we can sit. So memories and planning. This is in the day-to-day section. We're having reconnection problems. I hope you... I'll start the sentence over. The concept or story is about the past or future, but the knowing of that is in the present moment. You need to consider how you might respond to a certain situation so that you arrive prepared, but this is not the same as worrying about a situation. Let me check my volume. If you are planning and knowing with wisdom that this is happening, that's the present moment. Planning is necessary but could be done with other defilements or with wisdom. Do you worry when you're planning? Some people plan with greed and others with anxiety. But there is a way to plan and think in a relaxed way. Thinking about past events will also happen naturally from time to time, and there's nothing you can do about it. You can't go back and change the situation. You can only revisit the past in thought. However, you can learn a lesson and not repeat the same mistakes. One yogi realized that the idea of one second of time was a concept And the past dropped away for him with this understanding. Awareness at work. Meditating at work is a skill, and by skill, I mean lots of practice. Initially, of course, when you pay attention to outside phenomena, you can't concentrate on phenomena inside. When you put your mind inside, you can't really be aware of what is happening outside. Initially, you might not be able to be aware of inside and outside when you are working, but try to practice whenever you can to allow momentum to build. At some point, awareness will kick in naturally while you're doing something you're really absorbed in. Getting to this level of awareness requires consistent practice. When you need to be working, just do it fully. Sometimes you will have more time to devote to your practice and do it freely and you will know something like, oh, the mind is thinking about this, so it can do that. When you build the habit of noticing the mind at work, then you will notice that awareness just starts popping up because it becomes a habit for the mind to recognize itself during work. This will just come in naturally. Allow this to happen. A continuous practice that reminds and remembers and knows the mind at work. Then it gets to the point where it becomes effortless because the mind becomes so familiar and so intimate with itself. It is always with itself and it likes being with itself. That's when it allows the mind to do anything because it doesn't mind. It's always with itself. The operative word is continuously. Although it is difficult in the beginning, any amount of effort you put in brings momentum, and that in turn makes it more effortless and continuous in the future. That's why the Buddha said to practice continuously. In the last little section, when the mind says it's not fair, When something happens, the mind starts making judgments, sets up perimeters, and develops ideas of what's appropriate and boundaries of you and me. Once hooked on these ideas, the mind won't like it when one of the ideas is violated. We encounter this all the time. In Western society, people wait in a queue or line because there is a belief that people should wait their turn for something. There is a dissonance when someone cuts that queue and thoughts that they should be in line start coming up or different thoughts of fairness might come up. There could be another kind of belief. I wanted to get my food, I wanted to get to my food and she has slowed that down. By jumping the line, the mind has convinced itself of all these strands of thought. At times like these we should ask ourselves what internal beliefs, what internal belief is being thwarted here? Right now someone's actions are frustrating these beliefs, and the mind justifies this anger against the other person. That last one is really important uh, with the uh, book we're reading with, in Florida with the Sutta study, the path to liberation on the Eightfold Path. And in that little book, we look, we're looking at things with each one of the factors of the path, and people are journaling and thinking and contemplating on those questions. And with each one we're being asked to look at our own our own views our own intentions you know our own beliefs that can be very different from the ones in the uh, eightfold path and we're looking at that deeper what's really personal what really kind of is activated within us that we have to maybe put the brakes on when we're when we're studying the buddha's teachings we're coming into We're coming into a face-to-face kind of showdown with some of our own deep beliefs or feelings or views of the world, and we're facing the Buddha's Eightfold Path. And so it's a great place to examine these things. So even in the grocery store, if you think someone's cut in line or you're the person that someone else thinks is cut in line, what internal belief is being thwarted here when you feel those feelings of frustration or irritation or that's not fair arising? So if you're having trouble with those questions in the Sutta study class, um, go to the grocery store. (laughs) Go to a crowded grocery store when people are most there, uh, trying to get something for dinner and rushing home to cook it, I think. <laughs> I'm going to read this one other short one, and then we'll practice stringing each other, <clears throat> stringing each other along. In daily life, we give each other compliments and thank each other for their compliments. We string each other along by reinforcing the need to look good and feel good. If instead we had said, you look really terrible, the listener might get irritated because people want to feel good. We are often at the mercy of other people's words, compliments, or insults, and are generally automatically affected. When there is an understanding of how these thoughts work in the background, the wanting will disappear. So, the rest of this section is really, uh, they're all little short paragraphs that are really, really great, so we'll read more of those another time. So, lots to think about, and as we're sitting, you can let some of these thought, these ideas, or these concepts just uh, be there. Just let them kind of settle in. Uh, they might raise questions. They might raise. You might disagree, or you might want more information, and just uh, be aware of that. And just your practice may take you to looking. Some specific situation may arise for you. And if you can just sit and uh, be with it and look at it, investigate it. You know, just look at that uh, situation in from different angles without trying to start thinking about it and coming up with opinions or judgments about the situation or what you did or what someone else did. Just uh, look at it. And then you can, after the meditation, you might want to uh, come back to it think about it or you might want to ju- you might be ready to just let it go so why don't we sit and just practice working with our breath working with our bodies we're always working with our body when we meditate because this is when everything is coming to us this is when we're settling down to pay attention to the body and see how this body operates and how it's connected with the mind and how everything coming at us from the outside can possibly affect the inside. We don't often do that. We sometimes have a reaction that we think is uh, real and true. And it may just be because uh, there's some kind of intrusive uh, sound or smell or uh, thought that's come to us, that's causing us to react strongly and we take it out on maybe something that's nearby. And the more we understand how this process operates, the Better we can be uh, awake and aware, and see these things coming, and and then deal with them in a way, a way that's more a response and not a reaction. So your body has your body knows it's time to uh, just be relaxed, but attentive. and you can leave your eyes open or closed, whatever feels more comfortable for you and more appropriate. Be aware of the body breathing. and allow your body and your mind to be comfortable with whatever is going on around you, whatever the thoughts are in your head. You can acknowledge them, but try not to be judging your thoughts or things coming in through your other sense doors. Take a little time now, just scanning your body, moving through your body and sensing how your body feels. If it feels at ease, or if it feels agitated or restless or sluggish, just be aware of it if it feels sluggish or drowsy it might be a good time to practice with your eyes open even if even just for a few minutes maybe practice with eyes open And with whatever you discover in your body, just be okay with that. Be aware of how it feels. Exactly where do you feel restlessness in your body? And don't get so distracted that you lose that sense of being aware of the breath. If, your mind, if our minds begin to spin out and get distracted, we always want to be able to come back to the breath, get re-centered in the present moment. we can just sit with the breath, being aware of whatever we're in the midst of and just allow the thoughts to come and go. But then if something does distract us, pull our attention away from the breath, We can choose to just look at that. Try to be aware of why it's pulling us, pulling our attention. And just investigate. Don't try to analyze. Just try to see what it is. Is it something pleasing, calling to you? Is it something that's aversion, something unpleasant, calling to you? Sometimes just being aware of something that's either pulling us or pushing us. If we can focus our awareness on it, it may be something that can just become neutral, and then we can let it go and just come back to our breath. Whatever you find going on inside of you, see if you can just be okay with it. Just be able to be more aware of just how it feels, how it manifests, when we investigate it we're just we're exploring it we're looking at it more from different angles from different points of view it may be something we've seen and been working with for a long time Sometimes we need to welcome it, acknowledge it, not try to hide from it, not try to put it away. It may be an old enemy or an old friend that you have to welcome. We don't have to dredge these things up. They'll, when we become still and quiet and tranquil, they'll arise. We'll see them when we need to see them. When our heart begins to open, it's opening towards ourselves as well as to the rest of the world. Now just keep coming back to your breath. Feel the peace in that. So as we end our meditation, if you can keep going, stay and keep sitting. Don't don't miss the uh, opportunity to just continue with your practice with more time if you can. But I'll end with this sharing of merit. May the actions that we take towards the good, towards understanding ourselves, toward being more peaceful, be of benefit to all beings everywhere. So, thank you for being part of my practice and for being here today.